Did that make you feel like you were watching Yellow Jackets? <laughs> You're watching Yellow Jackets! Hello, 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 and welcome to Niche Reacts, the first ever inaugural episode in which I, your host, Emmy McDonald, and my co-host, Alex Martin, hello. Alex, say hi to the people. Hi, people. We'll be reacting, or not reacting, but, um, well, yeah, reacting to the first episode of season two of Yellow Jackets. Um, we've talked about this show a bit in some of our articles and stuff. We are big fans, and uh, we just thought we'd uh, hop on here and talk about it with our fancy new microphones. Oh, yeah. First and audio. foremost, I hope we said, do I sound crispy? <laughs> do we sound crystal clear? We can do a bunch of ASMR stuff now. I've waited my whole life for a reason to talk into a microphone. <laughs> yeah, these are, guys, they're so much better than our Britney Spears headsets. They're, um, I feel like a professional now, so I'm still going to be editing this podcast on GarageBand, so it only gets so good, but, you know, what are we going to do? We'll probably be extraordinarily loud, so apologies. Yeah, crispy. <laughs> um, you're going to hear all our consonants. And mouth sounds. <laughs> mouth sounds. All right. Um, so, Yellow Jackets. Um, for anybody that hasn't watched the show before, brief uh, synopsis. Um, I mean, I don't know why you'd be listening to this unless you have, unless, I don't know, you just think we're fun and cool, which we are. Um, but a plane crashes in the woods with a high school girls soccer team uh, on their way to nationals. Uh, and that takes place in the 1990s, and we basically find out that the girls were stranded out there in the wilderness for months, and the show takes place cutting between the girls following the plane crash and the adult women, some of them, uh, who obviously survived, um, and sort of some of the havoc that's been wreaked on their lives and some um, threats of blackmail and revealing the things they did, the crimes they committed, the sins, etc. Um, and uh, yeah, that's in broad strokes. I'd say that's pretty much it. Anything else? No, I mean, it, it has a little bit of everything, which I think is why it's uh, it's doing so well for everyone. It, it has a bit of a coming of age mm -hmm. element in kind of the most gruesome, horrific way, I suppose. Right, um, right. Yeah, there's some horror, there's some gore, there's some, um, there's definitely some, like, witchy mm -hmm. kind of, you know, some sort of stuff going on, um, which we'll get into. We definitely dive into that, um, in this first episode of season two. Um, and then there's a lot of stuff about, like, the nature of trauma and also just, yeah. like, reckoning with your life and your, I don't know, mid-40s and how things turned out and how you thought they would be different, um. Starring some grade A actresses, uh, yes. including Melanie Linsky, who Alex and I are co-presidents of the fan club for. I mean, not actually, but if there was one, we would be. We love Melanie Linsky. Um, it's just Julia me, you, Lewis. and her husband. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's me, Alex, and Jason Ritter just being like, go! <laughs> Do it! Um, okay, should we get into it? Let's do it. All right. That sounded really so, disingenuous. 
So we open with uh, Sharon Van Etten's 17 playing, which I think is a perfect song for this. Um, because, I mean, the main the main lyric of that song, which I actually don't play too much here, but it's, you know, I used to be 17, now you're just like me kind of thing. It's all about, like, the nature of regret and looking back on youth. and But it also has a very, like, windows down in the summer kind of sound, but it also has a lot of... Uh, heavy electric guitar um so perfect vibes the soundtrack on the show is fantastic and they don't seem to be dropping the ball in the second season music wise not at all so um they also they later on in the episode they play a song by the band garbage which um we had thought about making a playlist for this episode and then we're like they're gonna put all the music in the show like it just felt kind of superfluous um but they literally put a garbage song in this episode that was the first song that I added to the playlist that we were going to do. So if all else fails, maybe that's my path forward. Um, anyway. Uh, so I think we want to start by talking about uh, Nat and Lottie, right? Yeah, I think that's as good a place as any. Well, the, the, it kind of last season left us with a lot of questions of, about Lottie Right. So it was revealed that she was the antler queen. Right. The um, I'm also assuming that everyone who's here has watched last season. I think you already said that. So spoilers. Yeah. yeah spoilers <laughs> abound. And also, if you haven't watched last season, I think you're going to be a little confused. You'll be very confused. <laughs> you can come along for the ride if you want. We're happy to have you here. But um... <laughs> Lottie was my favorite character <laughs> throughout all her. of that last you know season one she's and then it was so like oh spooky. she's so like, spooky. Oh, no, she's spooky. i don't yeah. know what that says about me but so at uh, the end of last season she like predicted the death of uh laura what was her name laura jean or whatever the oh, super yeah. christian girl that flew in the plane that blew up um guys again it, it sounds like it sounds like soap opera garbage it's really not but uh and then she smashed her head into that window and like split her forehead open and she started doing some real creepy stuff um so we kind of we open with lottie doing a protection ritual on uh nat and travis who are going out into the wilderness um and there's kind of some tension about it and you know nat says like well, this Wiccan shit isn't working and, you know, which I don't know if it's actually Wiccan shit or if it's something else, but, um, and Lottie says, well, you keep coming back alive, don't you? So point to Lottie. Um, and then we kind of see, we get our first cut of what it looked like when the girls came home. Um, and we see Lottie basically go into like full silence and her parents having this meeting with a doctor and her ultimately being institutionalized and going through full blown electroshock therapy, which I mean, I didn't think you could do that in the night, even in the (laughs) nineties. I mean, like, I know they, they actually still do it. Um, like you can still get electroshock therapy, but I think it's much more controlled. Like mm-hmm. it's at much lower voltages and it's much more like regulated and they've, you know, actually done science in it instead of being like, you know, let's just put 10,000 volts to their brains and see how they do. Um, 
But this looked like old school. Like, this looked like lobotomy era electroshock therapy. This looked bad. Very concerning. I super, super did want to make a point to say that scream when Lottie gets on the plane and she turns around and looks at all the press and everyone and just like has that like guttural scream. Incredible. Yeah. So good. Yeah, no, like Jamie Lee Curtis would yeah, be so proud. Put her in a horror movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so then we see Lottie kind of talking to her roommate at uh, the facility that she's in, you know, while this woman's having some sort of, um, you know, break or whatever. And uh, she says to her, like, they can help you like they helped me. Um, so I guess the electroshock therapy worked. So. I'm not yeah. a doctor. And I think I the know. big question with Lottie is like, is this all just a drama response? Or like, right. did she have some like genuine, like otherworldly connection? Right. And the, and the show seems to believe that she has some sort of, because the thing is, it's not just like Lottie saying things are going to happen and then everybody's being creeped out. It's like Lottie saying things are going to happen, and then she's been right. Like, she yeah. knows something's going on. And I think, and, I guess uh, that's kind of an overarching question of the whole show. It's like, is there something supernatural mm-hmm. happening, or is it just like these girls are <laughs> in the most traumatic situation imaginable? Right, right, right. Yeah. And what does trauma look like when you throw a psychic girl into the middle of it? <laughs> um And so then we see Lottie um, present day, which this is our first view of present day Lottie, but she's giving this, this speech to this group of people kind of, it reminded me of the, um, the last scene of Mad Men where he's like out at that retreat and then it turns into the Coca-Cola ad. No, just me. (laughs) I've never watched Mad Men. Um, uh, It's like, you know, Cliff's in, uh, it's not Palm Springs. Um, Speaking of trauma, Alex and I have personal trauma from Palm Springs. (laughs) I just told that story. It's one of my I best. I just told that story too. I that's a story I can tell not to toot my own horn pretty well oh now. I've told God. it a lot, and my coworkers oh. were like, yeah. "What?" Yeah, I just told that story recently, and this is just like, we don't hike without Boy Scouts anymore. So no. anyway, um, <laughs> but <laughs> she's getting. This was almost this was, Yellow Dragons was almost a show about us. Yeah, truly, truly. Just me, like us walking through the woods and me be like internally just being like, how are we going to ration our one cliff bar? <laughs> uh, okay, anyway. Um, so they're on the cliffs in like, uh, not Palm Springs, but, uh, you know, one of the the California beachside, whatever. Uh, Monta, uh, you know. Monterey? Mon- that's not the one I'm thinking of, but yeah, same vibe. Um Anyway, she's giving this speech that is, like, very kind of um, Scientology-esque, if you ask me, because uh, she's doing this whole kind of thing of, like, we are making ourselves sick, right? Like, she's so, you know, which is kind of an interesting paradigm, given that, like, Lottie's got, you know, obviously Lottie's thing would, her sickness would be her own, like, retreat into silence after she mm-hmm. got home, Um but and the relationship of that with whatever psychic kind of thing she's got going on um interesting that'll be interesting to dig into it was very cult like yeah super culty yeah and it reminded me a little of uh, of teal swan too um mm. 
for anybody that's into cults, that's a great one to look, look into, Teal Swan and her whole deal. There's a really good documentary on it. But anyway, you were saying, very cult-like. Very cult-like. And I mean, in a way, I just thought of this. And I, I there's a Vulture article I'll, I'll probably mention a few times. They recap these episodes too um, in writing. But she's the, the author of this mentions that like she's potentially profiting off of all mm. this stuff. And Lottie seems, now I'm thinking about it, the, in, I guess, some ways, seems to be the only one who, like, oh, besides uh, Ty, who's, like, doing semi-well. Pretty well. Yeah. Or, like, is, and I don't know if she's just not dealing with it or she just, like, came out whatever, well, whatever she thinks, but right, that's interesting. It might be kind of a thing about... Um... You know, I mean, it. I think it's going to come down a lot to, like, how they chose to process it, yeah. right? And, like, you know, who went into denial. And um, and I did rewatch the first episode of season one, which is why it's all, like, fresh in my mind. But in that episode when Nat is in the uh, rehab center and she says something about, um, like, you know, when we after we got out, like, I lost my purpose. Like, I yeah. had a purpose there and I lost my purpose. Um, and so I think that's kind of been Nat's arc. And so it's, it, it is, it's interesting. It's about, you know, and for Lottie, it almost feels like she's going to try to say like that it had a greater purpose that them, mm -hmm. you know, like it feels like it's going to take that road. And I don't think the other girls are going to like that. So no, much. And I'm also I don't think they're going to like that, that vibe. I just thought of this, but I think when we flash back in the first season to Lottie's like backstory, Mm-hmm. They imply that she was taking some kind of medication. You're right. They do. Yeah. And she's like, because her parents are super rich. They're the ones that gave yes. them the plane. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And she's. Can you hear it now? She, I, I heard that. Yeah. Um, she's sitting at that like long dining table and like one of their like housekeepers like yes. gives her pills. So it might be that kind of thing where like she's having visions. The people in her life are saying like, you know thinking that she has something neurological going yeah. on and trying to fix her quote unquote. Um, and it's just like, Lottie's just connected to another dimension, man. Like, yeah. and now she's, now she's out there in the woods. Right. And I would assume she's run out of her, whatever medication she's on, which might be part of why we're seeing more and more of whatever yeah. power she's got. But the thing that's interesting too, is it's not just that Lottie's having the visions. It's also that like, and we'll we'll kind of get to this later on. Lottie is able to affect other people, mm. like with whatever she has, which again would kind of lend itself to, you know, I mean, cult leaders can do that, right? Where people are like, I had a, you know, but like, I don't think Lottie has a cult like, you know, um, cult leader like grasp on, yeah. you know, like on Travis at that point. And she is able to kind of like do some mind control shit. So, um, anyway. That'll I guess that, that leads us kind of into into Nat. Um, and in season one, they, from what I can remember, seem to imply that there's like a special type of tension potentially between Lottie mm. and Nat. Um, they all seem to have a bit of a not so uh, good, you know, they, they all don't really seem to be like Lottie and whatever, had ha whatever that fallout will be. But it seemed especially intense between that and Lottie. And we're starting to see that in right. this episode when, you know, 
she kind of gives Travis hope that Javi, Javi, right, might still be alive. Um, And so I'm curious if that tension is something that ends up happening with Travis. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's totally right because it's, I mean, I I think it's both that Nat is protective over Travis, but obviously Nat and Travis have a romantic relationship and it feels like Nat is getting, it's also just a little bit of like classic teenage girl jealousy stuff. So it's, (laughs) it works on a couple of levels there, but um, so then the next we see and kind of the Nat and Lottie arc is Travis and Nat are out looking for Javi. And I actually forgot that Javi was missing. So um, he goes missing in that kind of like, <laughs> when, doesn't Misty drug the... When everybody's on the shrooms. That's right. Yeah. So I at first thought they were out hunting and then it was like, Same. then Travis goes for that fox in the snow mm. And I also think that that scene, right, is kind of our indication that, like, everybody's starting to crack a little bit. Like, they've now been out there long enough, and it's winter, and the food is waning, and everybody's kind of, and, you know, there have been a lot of losses. Like, Travis's dad's, Travis's dad died up in that tree right at the jump. Yeah. Yeah. And then now his little brother's missing, and so everybody's really starting to, like, kind of lose their grip. Um, which I'm sure will lend itself to some stuff. Yeah. Poor Travis. I forgot about the dad. Yeah. But he didn't really like his dad all that much. I mean, obviously, still a bummer to see your dad dead in a tree. Um, Because remember, and then they try to get his body down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's rough. Um, Anyway, um, so then we see Misty at the motel looking for Nat and kind of working the guy at the counter and him being like, none of this information you have on me is going to help. Like, you know, I got attorney client privilege as the motel owner. Um, she knows a social security number. Which is so, so funny. Great. Like I, I love that Misty is a super competent citizen yes. sleuth. It's so funny. Um, but then she just says like, I got all day, man. I'll just sit here. And he's like, you're irritated. Like that's what <laughs> yeah. gets to him. It's just like, you seem annoying. I don't want to do this. Um, and then, you know, a, a couple scenes later, we do see, you know, Misty in the motel room and she figures out that Nat has been kidnapped by the fact that the door jam is is busted. Um, Nat is making topographical maps um, oh, yeah. of the area. So they're obviously, which is a genius idea. I don't know how she's doing that. That's a cool skill set. No, and they they do play into this a lot. Like, obviously, Nat, Nat is a pretty traumatic upbringing right um but she definitely has the best survival in like she pretty immediately goes into survival yeah mode and you know she's like the best shooter out of all of them i'm not surprised that she is making these these maps yeah Yeah. that's and it's i mean it, it makes a lot of sense right they're trying they're still we're we're seeing that they are still considering trying to find a way to get out but they know that they're like I mean, essentially down bad enough that they're going to have to do it with a plan. Um, And then Coach Ben says, you know, to Nat, basically, like, there's no way Javi's still alive. He's got to be dead. And Nat's like, yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) Then we see see Nat in the basement after having been kidnapped. And she um, intimidates the 20-something who, you know, comes to feed her. Um, Obviously, this girl 
just does not know who she's dealing with. Yeah, d- so dumb. Like, oh, well, I have to feed myself. Like, no, I'm going to feed you because yeah. I know how this is going to go. I mean, honestly, dealing with someone you've kidnapped feels like dealing with a three-year-old where it's like they're just trying, which I know intimately, where they're like, they're trying to tell you like, oh, no, this is how it's going to go. I, I'll i be able to do this. And you're like, the hell you won't. Like, I know how this is going to go. And then if you let them do it, you're like, do you see how I was exactly right about this scenario? Anyway, that chick gets stabbed in the hand and face with a fork, which is a tough look. Why would you give her a fork? Make her eat with a spoon. So there in this episode, there's a lot of like poorly executed Things like that. Like, I've heard these, like, I'm thinking of Shauna and, and Jeff, but where people are just like, like, what, 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 are, why are you, what are you doing? Why was this the plan? Yeah. yeah. Why, what? Or why did we deviate from the plan? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. do you think whoever sent you down there with her dinner thought that you were going to let her loose? She's strapped in for a reason. <laughs> you gave her a tool. Um, so that's tough for that girl. I, she doesn't, she didn't seem dead. Like, I don't think, I think she might have gotten no. stabbed in the face a little bit, but. Um, she definitely passed out right away. So tough day for her. Um, then Travis and Nat are kind of talking about Javi and Travis has a panic attack. And then this is what we kind of alluded to before is Lottie does some sort of like mind control thing. And I don't know if the tree that she showed him is meant to be where Javi is or is just supposed to be something like calming, but she calms Travis down and then she says, you know, he's alive. Like, I know he's alive. Um, which is then what you kind of referred to, which is that Nat is like, why would you do that to him? Like, there's no way he can be. And Lottie's like, I just said what I felt, you know? Yeah. And then she does the, (laughs) there's no such thing as false hope. Yeah. (laughs) That's like, you sound like a fortune cookie. Um, like they, like that is, those two characters are very juxtaposed (laughs) in there. Right. And, you know, you can easily see how that is only going to, to worsen. Yeah. As this well, continues. even just, like, on the most basic level, like, Lottie is very sincere. Yeah. And Nat is very sarcastic and rough around the edges and, like, doesn't really have time for any of that stuff. Like, she's just like, oh, my God, would you stop? Like, so you can see how, like, even in the best of times, they just, they wouldn't no. have been buds, you know? Um so, uh, okay, then we cut to the next we see them is Nat is coming across the ceremony in the woods with Lottie's, um, Lottie's cult. Um, and they've got the animal masks, which oh are God. similar to the ones that the girls have in the woods. And then there's that naked guy in the grave, which is tough. Or at least he's not wearing it. No, he's, he's, he's naked. naked. He's full naked. Um, so, don't know what that is. Didn't like it. Not a fan. I don't have much to say. I mean, I saw that. I was like, can you imagine how, like, traumatizing that would be to, like, see that unfolding, like, for Nat? Because Nat's, like, right. standing back in the woods, like, watching this. You'd be like, oh, my God. Right. Oh, it's just so spooky. Now. I wonder, like, if the burial is, like, will come around to mean something. Like, that kind of, like, ceremonious burying of this. Yeah. Person? Like, is Javi out there somewhere? Like, is it, is it supposed to be, like, imply that, like, 
like that's it might going be to like be something. A, it might be a rebirth thing where yeah. it's like we bury you and then you because obviously yeah. that man wasn't dead um no. so i don't know if it's a like we bury you <laughs> and look scary enter as something new and that's supposed to be kind of like maybe that's going to be what lottie's you know yeah. lottie's kind of explanation for why these girls went through what they went through is is like well you know i went in one way and i came out you know a truer version of myself and isn't that great and the rest of them are going to be like that's great it ruined my life like yeah could be that kind of thing um and then importantly lottie you know nat is like tell me why i shouldn't you know fuck she you confronts this second. lottie which yeah which is you know everyone at home sitting screaming being like just go just turn around like please leave um but I was saying to Alex before we recorded, like, as a viewer, you're constantly sitting in that situation of being like, why would you do this? This is the worst idea. And then as a writer, you know that, like, nothing ever happens unless people make the choice to engage. But as a as a person sitting at home, you're like, just disengage. Just go home. Yeah. And, and that is incredibly confrontational. That's true. Um, yeah. It probably wouldn't have been... It wouldn't have felt true if Nat had run away because Nat's no. never really run away from. <laughs> Nat's never really run away from her fu- from a fight. No. I'm glad that uh, this is not that important, but that they Lottie adult Lottie has that really long hair. Yeah, um, I feel like that because it feels like an important yeah part of her. I don't know mystique somehow. I'm happy um, that we got because it you know throughout all of season one. Besides our four main characters you're not really sure who Who's we're gonna about. get adult versions of like who made it out um and the whole time i was like oh man i hope we get like adult lottie and yeah boy do we yeah which they kind of said something at the end of the yeah. last episode but we didn't know until the end of the last episode of last year that lottie was still alive it was kind yeah. of i mean it kind of seemed like it was just you know ty shauna misty and and nat maybe who made it out um but but lottie made it and she's thriving so good for her (laughs) i'm worried about van we'll we'll get to that when we talk about taisa but um so lottie tells uh nat that she has a message from travis and you just kind of see nat's face like break um travis is dead obviously um he you know died in that those very mysterious circumstances that kind of look like a suicide but you know nat and nat and misty were investigating last season kind of trying to figure it out and that's what they were getting on to before nat was kidnapped yeah um you know so we're and we're trying to figure out what's what actually happened to travis and it, that didn't play, i mean we were kind of left with the um I think we were left to think at the end of season one that it was Lottie who was involved in taking that. Um, right. And that leaves you, I think, also to believe that, like, it's Lottie who was involved in potentially whatever happened to Travis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, again, Definitely. I think would make sense given the amount of animosity that seems to be between those two. Right. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if and how Lottie tries to justify that and how yeah. that goes in this dynamic. Um, and then the last scene we see of any of these characters in this episode is that Nat and Travis find Moss, I guess. I don't yeah. know if it's supposed to be like, oh, that's weird because everything's dead because it's winter. Oh. Or, like, I, I don't know. I can't. 
I'm not I was like, I thought I my kind first of thought just was like, Moss lived year round. In maybe you're right. Like maybe that's what Nat is because Nat like takes note. She's like, oh, like something goes, to oh, that's Nat weird is weird or something about like that. this. Yeah. And you're right. It is very much alive. And yeah. my first thought was like, I was like, oh, it's hot. Like, are they going to find like Hobby's body? Um, right buried there well and that tree kind of looked like the tree that travis saw when lottie like put her hand on his chest yeah so i was like is that the same tree is javi in the tree like what if javi's just been hiding out inside this hollow tree which if that's the case why would he have not heard nat and travis and been like yo guys i'm in this fucking tree but you know or is it like there's a network of these trees Mm. maybe there's more than one of them i don't know but anyway they they find moss. So <laughs> that's all I got there. <laughs> any any closing thoughts on the Nat, Lottie, Travis, Javi scenario? I mean, this show, uh, more questions and answers. So I expect it to be answered, but maybe not <laughs> about the tree <laughs> or maybe like five seasons from now. Um, yeah. But lots of questions. Sorry, Pearl lots is... Of questions. Um, eating uh, potentially my uh, W-2 form. So one second. <laughs> Pearl, Pearl's my we cat. Are running a professional. <laughs> we are running a professional operation here. Could you get it together, please? Okay, so moving on to Thaisa, if Pearl were, will permit. Um, the first time we see Ty is she's at the dog pound. And um, I don't know about you, but my first thought, because I, I didn't rewatch the whole last season, um, I did watch the, like, last season on Yellow Jackets recap, but I thought she was doing some, like, political stuff, like, you know, going to, like, take some pictures with sad dogs um, to, I don't know, whatever. Um, but turns out she's replacing her dog because at the end of last season, we found out she murdered her dog and put its heart on an altar, which I forgot about. I did not. I wanted to be like, um, do not let this woman adopt this dog Ty the last thing you need is another dog and I get that she you know obviously she's trying to like make up for a truly fucked situation right which I mean can you no but you're like is that really what you should be doing right because later on she does have to tell Steve the dog I'm gonna do better this time I won't do this to you and like poor Steve (laughs) that dog's just looking at that altar like oh no (laughs) my brethren it's not funny, but uh, I mean, it's, I remember, a, it's, it's fucked, a, but it's a little funny. Like, what the I, hell, Taisa? When we found out she... Okay, also, you know what, Sash, why have you not cleaned that up? I mean, obviously there's going to be a bigger... I don't think she knew it was there. I don't, no, but like, she finds it at the she, end. No, but at the, at the end of last season, her wife finds it. And oh, that's why her wife, so in the next scene that we see Ty in, when she goes to pick up Sammy, that's why her wife is like, get away from him. Like, oh. you are not well. Like, I found your thing. And Thais is like, what are you talking about? Because Ty's thought... been doing that all in this half-sleep that's state right, that right. she's okay. got. So yeah, she I was doesn't like, know that she made like, an altar. Girl, like, I think she knows she up. killed the dog, but she doesn't know that she, yeah. like, killed the dog to sacrifice its heart on an altar with... With also the baby doll and the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, so when she sees the altar, that's the first time that she's seeing it, which is why she's so horrified. But then she kind of like, like bows down to it. Yeah. So something is not. I mean, something's something up. isn't right. <laughs> right. So Teresa goes to pick up her son from school. She calls him Sandwich, which is important <laughs> for things. 
Um, and that then her wife kid. jumps. Yeah, I know. Poor guy. It's like, he was so creepy last season, though, with all those little drawings and everything of, like, wallpapering his windows with his And then it turns out his, um, his mother is just, like, eating dirt. Ugh, and, like, doing... Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, for all the nasty things that happened in this show, the dirt eating was one that I was, like, I physically just couldn't say. Like, I can do blood and gut so much easier than I can do someone just, like, with a mouthful of dirt. Anytime... Bleh. It's, well, it's like the when we talked about my heart's a chainsaw, and I was like the hair and the water too much. Really. Yeah, I know that was not the grossest part, yeah. but but it kind of no. was. But it kind of was. Um. So yeah, Ty goes finds her altar, tells Steve she won't kill him. She undoubtedly will. Um, oh, so Steve. Ty's gonna be over two on on being a dog mom. Um. And then we also see kind of our only like real flashback that we get of Ty is her having this, you know, starting to do this sleepwalking thing. That's obviously what she's doing now, you know, in building the altar and all this stuff where she does seem fully awake, but she's going about doing things while she's asleep. Um, So Van is sleeping up in the attic with her. Um, She kind of tries to bite Van's lip off in her sleep. And Van's like, no, 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 it's okay. It's all cool. And I'm like, Van, my love, you are in trouble. Um, and then Ty and Van say, I love you. So that will surely be a heartbreaking turn. Oh, yeah. When They're also... Thaisa, like, like, eats her guts or something. Oh, God. They're, like, tied together. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So the idea that. is that Thaisa can't get up and do stuff on her yeah. own, but obviously that then puts Van in danger. Um, yeah, they should Van... be tied back to back. Again, another poor execution i mean right. very realistic you probably wouldn't necessarily i mean i think eventually you'd be like well because she like ty points out van's wrist which is all like bloody right um and worn from like obviously having to like kind of like fight and keep her right close to her and keep her in in the house um or next to her um but you'd think you'd be like well we gotta work out a different situation yeah because my we're gonna pull my arm right out of its socket it's definitely i think it's a situation of you know like van loves ty so much and it's it i mean it is kind of juxtaposed against her current relationship where her wife is like you did something scary and dangerous you're not well you need to fix this and takes their kid away right away whereas like when you're a teenager and you're in love you're like well this person loves me they couldn't possibly hurt me yeah and Van not realizing that, like, that's not what this is about, though. Like, it's not about no. how much she loves you. She's not herself, you know? And I'm I think sure, Ty... I'm sure Biscuit the dog felt the same way, but oh, now his heart's on an altar. So, R.I.P. to Biscuit. Oh, so disturbing. Biscuit, too. And Ty, like, she is kind of feels like our most, what was supposed to be, like, kind of our most practical. Like, she was, in the first season, like... There is a right way to do things and there's yeah. a wrong way to do things. And there's a right way for me to feel, to go about and for us to execute this. And she was really like, I found that to be frustrating. She's about very solution oriented. That character. And I just always wanted to be like, this is, there is no playbook for right. what you are experiencing. You need right. to like. Well, Ty's even the one and- that tries to, tries to say that like the girl that's the younger girl on the team who sucked at States, like she's like, oh, we're yeah. just not going to pass her the ball. Like, she basically wants to bench her while she's on the field. And then at practice, that girl gets her leg broken, which is our first yucky scene. Um, 
And then, it, you know, Nat says, like, nice work, Thaisa. Like, basically blames her for it. So, she's, she, she, but she is. She's, like, kind of cutthroat in that way. And, like, very, yeah. you know, very solution-oriented. Very, like, we're going to make a plan. We're going to do this. And you can tell now that, like, she's starting to scare herself. Like, Van's like, yes. I'm not afraid of you. And Ty is like, I think maybe you should be, you know? Yeah, and I think that she's why I brought that up because I think she's going to have a hard time admitting that like something is really wrong right? and that she needs like and that it's and something is really wrong and it cannot be fixed explained right. it cannot be fixed because um, yeah. I, I, I am under the belief that there is something supernatural happening yeah um, with like the house and the woods and maybe it's like all like within the connection of the tree I don't know yeah because there's um, a dead guy in the in the attic don't forget that um, that seems really spooky. But it's, Wait, I think, it, wasn't it, it is, the scene where Lottie smashes her head? Yeah. I just reenacted smashing my head against a window. <laughs> but it is, it's interesting too, because I think it's like, it is all of these, you know, like we can see that like something supernatural is going on, but they are all these things that could kind of display yes. as like neurological or like mental, you know, illness kind of things. And it also does kind of lend itself like in a, I mean, what I will refer to as a fun way, and I think you, I, you know what I mean by fun way, but to the, like, unwell woman narrative, right? Of, yeah. like, oh, these girls are just kind of cracking up, and, like, who could blame them? And it's, like, no, there are, like, massive supernatural forces at work mm. here. Like, something yeah. is going on. Um, so, any final closing thoughts about Ty? No, I'm just, I'm really worried about her. Yeah, prayers for Ty. And those around her. Yeah. <laughs> everybody mostly for everybody um then we wanted to talk about the b team a little bit because this is really the first time that we see the b team and we've known that they're there right because there have been more people around but we've had our kind of core we've been focusing on the girls that are like the seniors that are the older girls that are kind of the like stars of the team but we've known that there are other people there because this just is not enough people to make a soccer team um so we kind of see them the first scene is that everybody's in the corner sort of talking shit and they're talking about, you know, what we'll get to in our next segment about Shauna and Jackie, you know, mm-hmm. being like, is somebody going to do something about Shauna hanging out with a body in the woods? And then they cut to the secondary and it's just this group of girls being like, what do you think they're talking about? Which is like, it was so funny to me. I loved the way that they did it because it's also like, it is very authentic to, you know, I mean, even as we're dealing with all these, like, big questions and big issues, like, this still is a group of high school girls yes. who are in the wilderness. And, like, there is, there's a hierarchy and there's, like, all this, you know, all of these kind of, like, social dynamics that are at play. And, like, the literally just existing as a high school girl in this scenario, you know? And um, so I thought that that was kind of a funny way to do that, to be like, what do you think they're talking about? Like, to be like, even a plane crash and being stranded in the wilderness together couldn't fix you guys being the team outcasts. Like, that's... <laughs> You're still the fucking B team, even out in the woods. And even when still... other teammates have died. Um, brutal. And, like, the yeah, others still gossiping, right? There's still this, like, right. you know, like, oh, like, what, what What are they talking about? Like, who are they talking about? Like, right. what's going on? And even in last season... Other people don't. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. it's if anything, honestly, like this is probably like a high, like 
that might come out more in this kind of like really like heightened emotional like context right. Um, right but yeah my first reaction to seeing this like other team was I was like who the f are these people and I was like <laughs> I've kind oh, of been know. waiting for it because I was like we have this is not enough for a soccer team like right, there's gotta like, be more people around some and you see them sort that. of yes and they're around but I never I didn't really know you're not meant to them. notice them really yes, like if we yeah. would ever get any time and and we had talked about this before we started recording but like it it I'm curious if they are brought in to kind of be like, oh, well, who we still don't know who falls into the pit. Right. And if they're, right. like, brought in to, like, kind of, like, bring more to that conversation, we're not very, like you were saying, we're very attached to our main right. characters. Like, I, I do we, think And that we know that at least some of them survived. So we know there are, like, you know, there are at least five girls who cannot be the ones who got speared in the pit. So... yeah. And we have to assume that some of them will not be because of their attachment to those other characters, yes. right? So, like, you know, we we need bodies, basically. We need people to be strung up from trees and eaten. And it looks like maybe these girls are... Sorry. The fresh meat. So... Um, um, also, it's um, the one of these new, like, side characters um, is the musical theater girl who's like singing all the time which i mean oh god but the worst person to be stuck in this situation with like her and misty uh, teaming up to someone that breaks into show tunes and then like being in this scenario and them just being like i just don't even realize i'm doing like the swiftness with which i would lose my ever loving mind oh my god i would be like go sit outside i don't care that it's 15 degrees i cannot deal with you anymore you could like, come I back can't. in 25 minutes yeah <laughs> like i just need a break from you i can't i can't yeah, but her her and misty um <laughs> i don't like Misty's that kind of getting ostracized too yes, right like I, misty, yeah, I want to talk we see we'll misty talk to... she's not allowed to touch the food anymore because she shroomed everybody and she keeps getting put on water duty. And so she's outside peeing. And she and this girl, the girl's like, we could harmonize. And you're like, don't. And I, I don't know if that's going to be good for her. Like, I don't think so. Wait, for which I, one? For the, the musical theater girl. Like, I, in the, and maybe I'm imagining this, but I feel like they have implied a lot, inferred, that Misty is going to at some point here, like, lose it. Mm. I think it's kind of like, or like, and she, you know, in a lot of ways, it it's lost. <laughs> it's lost right. before yeah. the plane went down, but like, or that she is going to have some sort of, and again, maybe it's just my interpretation, like big moment where she is like kind of scary. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's going to come from this like ostracization. Like she's going to like snap because I kind yeah. of thought she was going to be the antler queen or kind of be mm. more involved. So did in this. I actually. Yeah. Like there was just because Misty her. is Misty's right on that line where it's like she seems kind of at first you're like oh she's wacky and harmless and then you're like Misty has something in her and we see it a lot in current day Misty too yes. where it's just like Misty what the fuck and like, does anyone did anyone realize that she destroyed the black box yet has that been revealed oh yeah i don't know no 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 i don't so think like so. it all you know because that's true yeah because i that was one of my first when i was first staying down to watch the show it was like that's okay, right it part of someone it is would... that it's, it's misty's fault that they're still yes, out there because i was like how are these the girls stuck the black box. and then yes she smashes it and ripped the cords out mm -hmm. which 
it like that right there right like not only is that a bad move but also that tells you that like there is something in misty that is like fun right and she like, a little unhinged to be like i just want them to be my friends maybe exactly. if we stay out here forever they'll be my friends like and it's very the fact that like scary. the fact that that's seemingly her motivation for breaking the black box and now the opposite thing is happening right. i just cannot I don't think Misty is going to have a... Uh, I don't think she's going to get any less wicked. Um, right. Yeah. I will and you say, can though, tell, I think from the last season, too, it's like they are begrudgingly collaborating. And yeah. part of why Misty is still in it is because Misty is kind of the true crime expert of it all. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, Nat especially wants nothing to do with Misty. Like, she's like, get the fuck away from me. And then in this episode, Misty calls Nat her best friend, which is also just, like, hilarious. Adult like, adult Misty is... It might be my favorite character. She's such a good character. Uh, I mean... She's so good. I also Because you oh, just never know what the fuck's gonna come out of her mouth. Like, it's just... It's all so crazy all the time. Oh my god. <laughs> in the beginning, she's like, but I made punch. And then, like, when Shauna goes to leave, she's like, well, you can take the Hawaii punch. Hawaii 5 punch or whatever she calls yeah. it. I called it that, so it seemed... It's like, just regular she... punch, but I named it something more fun. And you're yeah. like, Misty, what the fuck? Um, also, I don't, you know, Misty definitely doesn't have... <laughs> and the cake have... that says, get, I, get a lawyer or whatever. I put it on the cookie cake so you would remember. Um, but Misty I doesn't have... A lot of like solo time or like her storyline doesn't we're, we're not spending a lot of time with misty but i don't know right. if you caught this but the and this i guess bridges us into shauna when she's reading the reddit thread of of what people investigating what happened to adam and she down right. she's like <laughs> like very aggressively like down votes the voice reading that is elijah wood and so that's going to be that's he's... what Elijah Wood's doing. Okay, I'm so I'm so excited for that. Um, oh, that's I think they're going to be incredible, like on screen, an incredible on screen duo. Oh um, my god! Oh, that's going to be he has to be. He seems from the preview a, like also right. like a little <laughs> a little wide eyed crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, um, for sure. Um, the only other thing, and this isn't really like B team, but I it just, I mean, it is, Shauna is actually the one that says it, but just to note, at one point they do, she, Shauna comes in and basically tells everybody, and I think it's like right as the B team stuff is happening, um, that they have, she had to cut back the rations again. Mm-hmm. So obviously we are, you know, between that and then Ty biting Van's lip and then some of the stuff we're going to see with Shauna, we are sort of inching towards the cannibalism yes. that, you know, is is at the center of the story, which, you know, the girls, we know that it happens because the very first scene of the show is obviously the girl being speared in the pit. Um, and, but the, you know, part of the whole blackmail issue of, you know, them current day is that there are rumors that they ate people, but it, none of it's ever been... Yeah corroborated so um but we're i think we're gonna actually get people eating this season um which i love that they kept it till season two i honestly i think that's impeccable writing to just be like oh no people are gonna get eaten but we're gonna like get you into the story first um i also i i'm just so curious like is lottie gonna kind of like take on this like cult leader mentality amongst this group and make people feel like they're being sacrificed like 
how do how are they going because it in the i first think there's going to be a sacrifice element to it because when the girl gets speared she's running, running. through the woods yeah. in like, like a nightgown yeah yeah so i think i think we're definitely i think there's going to be a ritual element yeah. to it i mean they're obvious there has to you're not the antler queen otherwise you yes. know like there's something you know and it's gonna it's gonna get real spooky it's gonna get real gross um, okay. Shall we talk about Shauna? Oh, Shauna. Our Lord and Savior, Melanie Linsky. Comments. Um, so our first scene with Shauna is Shauna and Mindy basically running lines. I mean, at first it's like, you know, oh, is Shauna being arrested? And I, I kind of picked up pretty quickly that like, by like the second question, I was like, "Oh, Shauna's not actually been arrested. Like this is so sad." And then you they just see me in the corner with the voice changer, being like, "How hot was the sex?" And she's like, "You're not. They're not gonna ask me that." Like, and then we get the lawyer cookie cake. Um, and Mindy basically has some concerns that like Shauna hasn't covered her tracks well enough, which throughout the episode turns out to be the case. Shauna is bad at crime. Yes. For as Which, smart as Shauna is, she's really bad at this. Interesting Jeff to me. Is no help. Jeff. <laughs> Sweet Jeff. We'll talk about Jeff. But um, Shauna gets into a fight with her daughter, and her daughter's kind of like, you know, uh, like, oh, like, you know, you didn't tell dad, and like, does dad know, and blah, blah, blah. And then Shauna's like, your dad actually does know, and her daughter's like, how could you do that? <laughs> like, so it's just, it's another moment of the volatility of teenage girls. Um, which we've talked about a little bit in this show. Like I was saying to Alex when we were doing our, our prep meeting, um, you know, one of the things that's really cool about the show is that the people that wrote it, you know, th there's been a lot of like kind of, you know, just even like jokes on the internet and stuff over recent years about how like if Lord of the Flies had been teenage girls instead of teenage boys, nothing would have like it, it would have just been about, like, them creating a utopia and everything being fine. Um, which is obviously supposed to be somewhat to the point of, like, you know, go women! And, you know, women work well together and blah, blah, blah. And these people were basically like, have you ever met teenage girls? Like, which I think yeah. is a fair point. Because um, being a teenage girl is fucking hard. <laughs> like, it's hard. Yeah. And everybody's... It's, it's, and it's really... It's intense. It's, there's so much intensity in everything, which I think is something this show captures really well. Um, so having Shauna's teenage daughter there to kind of be like, you know, I mean, she's the reminder of like what it's like to just be a teenage girl in like, I mean, not really normal circumstances anymore. Her mother and father just tag team murdered a guy. But, you know, there's, there's just, there's all of that intensity there. Um, and, you know, and obviously she's pretty like, she's, very like Shauna and that she's like pretty smart and capable and um but not necessarily always like making the best choices so it's it's that kind of thing of like Shauna is Shauna's kind of being cursed with raising herself for <laughs> what she did as a teenager um so anyway I just think that's all kind of a an interesting dynamic of the show because it's not a like you know oh like aren't women you know there's a lot of moments of like real like empowerment and all of this stuff in the show but it is like no but when we talk about you know women and girls let's be real about what yeah. it's actually like and not be like you know I mean there's a lot of women who don't get along and there's a lot of like complicated stuff going on and teenage girls 
you know, I mean, isn't there a quote of like, hell is a teenage girl? Like, something, <laughs> like I mean, couldn't pay me to do it again. But yeah, there's so. a lot of like, you know, <laughs> I guess women can be wicked too, or like make, yeah. and there's a lot of like female rage in this show and, and, and people That's being. such a more eloquent way of putting it than I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's Both a lot of messiness amongst yeah. all of these um, characters. Yeah. A lot of betrayal, a lot of, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And and both on, you know, kind of life and death scales. And then also, like like we talked yeah. about, you know, teenage girl scales. But when you're a teenager, like, those things feel like life and death until there is an actual life and death scenario. But it all, you know, yeah, all and I think cloudy. Um, and maybe it's... Maybe it's the next time we see Shauna, one of the next times. Um, it's in her flashback. The first flashback I think we really get of Shauna is her talking to Jackie's, what is her dead body, but to Shauna is a ghost of, of Jackie. Right. And there is maybe right. no better... I mean, their relationship feels like kind of a, a metaphor. It feels like an example of all the things we just said, all the ways yeah. in which female friendship can be... When it's toxic, it can be obsessive and dark and competitive yeah. and all of that messiness of being a teenager really is shown through yeah. Jackie and Shauna. I was, yeah. I have to say, obviously we didn't react to the first season when Shauna died. I was or not Shauna. Sorry. When Jackie, Jackie. died, yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. That me too. They took her out so soon. Yeah. Well, so one thing I did want to kind of touch on is, so when we watch the opening, like the, you know, we get the cold open and then we get the credits sequence and they changed it. They put actual images of the characters in, which we didn't really have last season. I don't think at all. I think it was all just more like abstract stuff. Um, but Jackie was in the credits. And so I went, oh, we're still going to get Jackie. So then at first when Shauna and Jackie were sitting there playing MASH, I was like, what's happening? Yeah. Like, what? Which is funny because we actually like our first two big Shauna scenes are Shauna like in some way or another like playing pretend, right? We get Shauna and Misty, and then we get Shauna and Jackie, um, and then Jackie is like, "Oh well, you know, you're gonna marry Jeff," and blah, blah, and you're kind of like, "Okay, what's going on here?" And then it's like, "Oh, she's." I thought she was just going to be talking to Jackie's ghost, but then it's like, no, she straight up lugged Jackie's frozen corpse into the shed with her, which is just like the worst. And Sean like, and Jackie oh. have, uh, they, they have that dynamic of kind of like, I mean, obviously like Shauna is involved with Jackie's boyfriend. She's now pregnant with Jackie's boyfriend's baby, um, who later turns out to be her husband. Um, but it's it's the kind of thing of where you kind of go like okay is shauna like i mean and you do feel like shauna does love jeff but it's like is part of what attracted shauna to jeff the fact that he was jackie's and you know shauna has that like that thing with jackie where you're almost like do you love jackie as a friend or like are you in love with jackie Jackie. like it feels like there's a you know and kind of like are you in love with her or do you want to be her like that whole kind of push and pull and it's so Um, clear that she is so riddled with guilt about yeah you know obviously having this like romantic relationship with jeff and uh, and she, the fact that she's she's partly responsible yes. for why Jackie died, I, you know, because she was like, "Fine, go," and then Jackie did, and then corpse and I in think the snow. 
while they're playing MASH, or maybe not while they're playing MASH, but what evolved in that conversation when she was like, when did it, Jackie's like, when did it first happen? And she's like, well, you guys got in a fight and blah, blah, blah. And Jackie's like, yeah, we got in a fight because I wouldn't sleep with him. And she's like, I didn't know that. And she's like, yes, you did. Right. Like all of like, I think Sean has all this guilt because she did, she, she did know, right. And that she acted right. regardless um, of all right. of this. Yeah. I, yeah. It's Shauna kind of, kind of wrestling with all of the, all of the things she told herself versus what she probably could have figured yeah. to be true. Right. Like, and, um, um I was gonna, what, what happens next with Shauna? I know I, I watched this for like 12 Jackie's hours. Corpse after they get into oh. that fight and Jackie's ear snaps off. Oh. So she puts it in her tough. pocket. So yeah, I did. I am um, the same vulture article comments on, you know, all of this guilt kind of like boils up to me. You can like kind of read it as like she wants, she becomes Jackie. Like she takes on Jackie's life. She ends up marrying Jeff and all of these things. Yeah. And what we'll get to in probably a minute is that l- literally um, right. she, uh, you know, she's putting Jackie inside of her. her. Yeah, yeah. She's like subsuming her in some way. It's, and it's interesting too, because it's like, I mean, even that whole dynamic, it's like, okay, like, she loved Jeff, but, like, if Jackie had survived, right, and they had come back, even if Jackie and Jeff had broken up, you get the sense that Shauna would have never gone for yeah. Jeff because she would have been loyal to Jackie above all else. So it's like Shauna really can only have the life that she has given that Jackie is dead. And then she is partly responsible for Jackie's death. So, like, imagine the wound that leaves you with. Like, Shauna has got, I mean... I just have to imagine that Shauna wakes up every day, like, nauseous. Just nauseous. That sounds awful. Yeah. To be like, oh, yeah, I have the I have the husband that I have, the child that I have, because I let my best friend freeze to death in the snow and then came back and... What? Yikes. Anyway. Um, next we see of Shauna. Shauna's got... So Misty had said, you know, are you, like, holding on to his stuff? And Shauna was like, no. And Misty was like, you hesitated. Um, Shauna's got Adam's license, which, crazy thing to hold on to. What are you thinking? And she's got a couple of drawings that he made of her. And keys. Um, Oh, yes, and keys. Um, Then we see Jeff pick up a phone call and answer (laughs) for the chicken nugget department. And Jeff is such a dork. God bless Jeff. <laughs> I thought um, he was going to be he, mad. He, no, I mean just not in this moment, but as a whole. Like I thought oh. he was going to be like, and he a is doof. a little bit. Yes, yeah, kind of hateable. Yeah, but he, <laughs> he's so lovable. Yeah, I I I'm Jeff. glad that they they went that way with Jeff because it could have yeah. been easy to make him. I think we talked about that like last year when this came out because at first you see Jeff with Jackie and it's like he's a jock and like he's kind of obsessed with the two of them having sex and the whole thing and then like but like adult Jeff is so lovable later on in the episode and we can do this now because it's not really important to the development of the plot but you can tell Jeff's having a tough time and he just listens to Papa Roach <laughs> in the car and headbangs. And- that is so perfect. That is like a perfect is. scene of TV to me. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. He just like, 
he so looks like a middle-aged former jock like something about just like the haircut because he's handsome and he's handsome in that way where you can tell that he was once like almost off-puttingly handsome like as a young man you're like jeff is the kind of boy who would be too pretty for me and now he just like he doesn't look dumpy or anything but he looks older you know and he's he's an adult blonde which is always a thing that i'm like you know, like, it's just a very certain kind of man who's yeah. a middle-aged blonde. Um, but then just him sitting in the car, headbanging to Papa Roach. Mm. Yeah, he's breaking, though. Yeah, no. He's he's holding it together in front of Shauna and in front of their daughter, but Jeff is... I think Jeff could be a real liability. Yeah. Um, I also think their daughter could be a real liability, because yes. she's... Mm, we'll get to it um so jeff answers the phone for the chicken nugget department um and then um shauna tells jeff that adam had an art studio um so we go to the art studio with shauna and jeff that's when we get the garbage song um they find a bunch of portraits of shauna and jeff just kind of is like it's fine i'm fine and you're like jeff jeff you're not fine um and then, you know, Shauna kind of reveals to Jeff that she has a little bit of a kink where she's, you know, like pictured him with other people and which is obviously revealing because when Shauna and Jeff got together, he was with her best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of says it as a way to be like, oh, isn't it qu- kind of hot that I cheated on you? And, and Jeff is just like, okay, like, and then they go for it. So I was so stressed out during that scene and not because of any of that really but i was like it, what are we doing we are in this man right. that you murdered art studio anyone could come in at any time the police obviously people are investigating this like we need to right. have some sort of urgency about the task at hand also they're looking at the underpainting for another portrait that adam yes. had obviously started of shauna but it looks like a skeleton oh with the flesh ripped off it's haunting so i hated that and you can tell jeff hates it jeff looks at it and is jeff, like mm, and then jeff. like goes on with the bone but anyway jeff hates this whole uh, thing jeff is yeah jeff's just jeff does not have the stomach for any of this um but you know jeff is like for someone that got with his wife through a cheating scenario jeff is pretty fucking loyal yeah. like jeff's like my girl's in trouble I'm I'm going in. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going in. Still so bad at crime, though. So bad at it. Yeah, and they, they um, turpentine the... the right. I thought they were so going to They turpentine turp- turp- the paintings. All we see is that they turpentine the faces, which to me looks like, you know, did you... Like, the police are going to look at that and be like, obviously somebody came here to cover this up. Like, why would you not... I hope they turpentined the whole canvas so at least it looks like yeah. Adam just made bad abstract art. I don't know. I thought they were um, going to paint over them. Well, then I thought they were going to burn it down when they, like, splashed the turpentine. So I didn't realize yeah, what it was. They, it's like, are going to burn down this whole building? Another crime that you're going to have to cover up badly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they're just, they're so bad at it. Um, and then they go home and Shauna decides to uh, grill her journals um, which I thought was an intri- like, I was like, yeah. okay, this is not a bad idea, except Jeff does point out, like, it's November, the neighbors are gonna think that this is weird, and, uh, so I brought out hot dogs, which is, like, 
Okay. Um, and then they accidentally light the tree on fire just to kind of underline how bad they are at this. Um, and then later on we see Shauna's daughter snooping and she finds the piece of Adam's license. Of course it's the piece with his face on it, which I thought how was a little bit like. could you not make sure that everything burned? The way I would have sifted through the stuff in that grill. Like, I... I was also like, why are you doing this at home? Also, why would you burn a license? Like, shred it, take the pieces out of the shredder, and then cut it up in the other direction, and, like, then put it in a blender. Like, burning is not something I would do with a plastic-based material. Obviously, it's not. It's also bad for the environment. (laughs) It's also bad for the environment. And you lit a tree on fire, so 0 for 2 on that. Yeah, I mean, Um, poor execution. yeah, not they're they're so bad at they're this, and caught. I think, yeah i I don't know if they're I don't know if they're necessarily going to get completely caught because I do think that would put us in a tough sitch with how this yeah. show goes. Um, but I think the cops are definitely going to get closer because Shauna and Jeff. Not just are they not covering their tracks, but they're kind of, like, covering their tracks and then leading, like, leaving blinking signs next to them being, like, tracks this way. Like, they're just, it's so obvious. Everything they do is so obvious. Yeah, and, like, I guess I I had the thought, like, maybe Shauna wants to be caught. Like, she spent her whole life, the majority of her life now feeling, I mean, carrying around an incredible amount of guilt and also obviously hiding something that had happened in the woods. Um, and maybe she's like, I'm tired of this okay. life that right. I'm, I'm leading, um, which yeah. I don't think Misty's going to be And that's, that's super a like, cool fairly common phenomenon, too, right? Yeah. So, like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a stretch at all to be like, you know, Shauna is just, Shauna's looking for somebody to hold her accountable yeah. for something, you know? Um, <laughs> might be her daughter, so. It, it might be. I. That girl is definitely going to get her parents in trouble where it's like, and I understand that, like, you're a teenager, you're upset about everything, everything is hard. Your life is not going to be made any easier by you getting both of your parents arrested. Because now it's not just your mom, it's also your dad, because now he's an accessory after the fact. Like, your parents will both go to prison, you will you will go into foster care, because you're not 18 years old. So, like, have fun with that. Like, none of this is going to be good for you it's not going to make your life any easier like I know you think that like you're pissed off at them and maybe you think like oh well they deserve it but like I promise you it's not going to go well for you she's a she's a little (laughs) self-righteous in the and again in the vulture article which I think she gets from Shauna big time in the vulture article again she like points out (laughs) like the fact that the daughter won't eat the hot dog like just I guess just like against the entirety of the show and her mom who like when the previous scene was like rationing bear meat and like right. it's just like is yeah, is really true. good. I didn't like really pick up on that, but I was like my that's funny. pig into I'm really enjoying my <laughs> pig intestines and you're like, Your mother's a cannibal. Like, calm down. <laughs> calm down. Um and so then in the last scene we see that Shauna, you know, has she's had Jackie's ear in her pocket and she takes it out and she's looking at it and she's looking at it. And then Shauna eats the ear. 
oh, and I said out loud, I was like, do not eat that. And then she ate it. And then she ate it. Um, which, yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, you know, now we're we're really getting towards cannibalism, which, I mean, I think the ear works specifically well because the ear is like, like, if it was a finger, something about that would have been, like, even more upsetting. Like, something about an ear doesn't, it's not, like, human meat, you know? Like, it's it's something else. Um, obviously, you know, it's another step closer to the, like, full-on cannibalism that we're going to be uh, approaching. Um, but to me, it didn't feel like, I mean, I know they're hungry, I know they're cutting back on rations, but, like, for Shauna in that moment, that felt like kind of what we talked about before, which is, like, she literally just, like, she wants to be, she's wants to be as physically close to Jackie yeah. as possible, which now means she's going to, like, put Jackie in inside of her. Jackie's in her stomach now. Like, she is I mean, Jackie. Jackie is her. Like, she's consuming her. It's not about, like, oh, I want a snick snack. I've got an ear, you know? My One of my first thoughts was, like, um, she's been dead for months. And I know it's yeah, cold. No, that, but yeah. She's been dead for at least a couple weeks, if not. Well, they said it's been two months. Since she died? Well, since that, like, hobby went missing and all of that. Um, so, well, and maybe oh. that's, like, maybe it's been, like, a month since Jackie died. Okay, but weeks. still. Yeah, but I was like, I know she's frozen, but. Hmm. That. <laughs> also, you're pregnant. That can't, I don't know. I just <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and, of course, obviously, something that comes to mind for me is, you know, for, with people eating people, and specifically her being pregnant and eating people, is that um, that disease that happens when you when I can't remember the name of it. It's something with a K, I think. Um, it's if anyone's ever seen the movie We Are Who We Are, um, which is a very good, very unsettling horror movie. That's kind of the crux of that. Um, but it's what happens when people eat other people. Is eventually you experience like neurological decline like your brain basically just starts to go haywire because of the bacteria that's introduced to your body by eating other human flesh Mm. um obviously that doesn't happen to shauna because it is a permanent state like eventually you die um so obviously that doesn't happen to shauna but like big risk to take while you're pregnant i don't know and i they like you know that's our last scene and then we get like a coming you know next time or this season on yellow jack I don't know why, but I was like, oh my god, she's going to have to give birth to this yeah. child. No, it's Also, is is Shauna's daughter that we see in the present supposed to be... Do we know that? Is that the child that she births in the woods? We don't know that. I do think... I mean, the age... It seems like... Well... well she oh, would wait. be... No, because isn't it, tw- isn't it 25 years ago? Yeah, they would be our age. It's 1992. It's supposed to be 1993. Yeah, they'd be older than us. So, so it can't so be. No, it can't be. <gasps> so she's gonna have, the, and the baby's gonna die. Yeah, that's sad. <gasps> They're not gonna eat the baby, are they? Oh I god! Thought, I thought, oh, and no. I was like, I was like, are they gonna eat Jackie first? Is that like where it starts? But she. Ugh. Ow. She's so gray. Like, it's so unsettling. Like, ugh. I also, I, mean, I, I said to Alex beforehand, um, 
I, I just recently watched Santa Clarita Diet, which I didn't think was going to be funny. And then, like, I had it recommended to me by a couple people. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And it actually is, like, quite charming and quite entertaining. Um, and it's got the daughter in it is actually plays Van in this show. Oh. So that's fun. And she's great in that. She's also, um, she's a similar kind of character. Um, but... Uh, the whole bit is that Drew Barrymore turns into a zombie and um, there's like a whole running thing about how like the ears are one of the most delicious parts of the human body because they're like pork rinds or something like that. <laughs> so I thought about that while Shauna was eating Jackie's ear. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, that really... I, it's I so think, gross. I think it's this season... cartilage. Like, I think this season is going to be grosser and scarier than the first one and and i'm really curious to see how that like plays you know it already has a rotten tomatoes score and like i i like critics have i I think probably seen like right the majority of it i so i'm and i'm interested to see how it plays on like the audience side like oftentimes horror things that like start to get kind of gross like that and horary and like also start to like not answer questions because I'm, mm. I'm a little fearful that they're going to start answering too many things too soon. Mm. Um, but if, like, how that plays with the audience, like, you know, it are, are people who don't already love it going to, who right. weren't like, oh, my God, I love this, continue yeah. to be. Well, it. and this show, like, had a way bigger viewership than Showtime was expecting. Like, yeah. it just, they kind of, like, put it out and were like, yeah, whatever. And then it, like, caught on, like, and had you know, one of Showtime's most successful seasons in a, quite some time. Um, and uh, so that'll be interesting to see, like, how, you know, with so many people, because I think a lot of people ended up watching it because of, you know, pe- other people saying, oh, my God, you have to watch yeah. this scene, I've ne- this thing. I've never really seen anything like it. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how, like, some of those people, you know, I know that, yeah. like, we have some friends that don't like gross stuff that we were like, you should watch this. And then they were like, you know, they had to close their eyes at the leg break scene where I'm like, every time the leg break scene happens, I have to watch it. Like, I'm the person that when a horrible sports injury happens, I don't want to look, but like, I'm gonna look like I'm gonna, I just, In oh, the that's show- what a knee looks like backwards. Like, now I know. Um, the show has so, an incredible, it's got like a cult following. It almost reminds me of like Twin, like Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Um, like Ooh, that kind parallel. of like. parallel. Yeah, very um, much so. That kind of like culty following. It also like, it. I love this kind of stuff. It's just like a show that like continues to produce more content. Like people like us talk about it, theorize about it. There's like Reddit threads about it. Like right. it has that right. like cult following. I think those fans will remain loyal. But yeah, I'm interested to see like. And Everyone I think it else. already has been renewed for a third season. Yeah. Um, and I think they wrote, also... when they had written it, they had wrote, they like kind of had the, like, because again, there are a lot of questions. And so it was, it was plotted out beyond its first season. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see too, because Showtime does have a reputation for running shows as long as they possibly can mm-hmm. past the point that they're good. Um, they did it with Dexter. That's kind of the most famous one. Dexter has, you know, 12 seasons or whatever the hell. And half of them are just the same thing over again. Um, so, you know, and, and 
therefore also like taking out the ability for a show to stick the landing really um so showtime does kind of have a bad reputation for that um and so we'll kind of i mean we'll see how this goes I, I think it also kind of depends on on the stewardship of the people that are writing the story and whether yeah. or not they say you know no listen we're only going to do this many seasons this is how much story we have to tell um because I, I do truly feel like this has the making of a great television show. Like, I mean, something yeah. I love, but also like a capital G great television show. Because there is a lot of high level shit going on here. Like, it's really good. And, but if they take it, like, this is not a seven season story. You know, most stories aren't. Like, it's, like is it going to be like, because I think. There was a little bit in the beginning of like, is this going to be like lost? Right. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or again, I guess my Twin Peaks reference. Twin Peaks only had what, two to three seasons before? Right. Because it was kind of such a neat, like a such, I mean, now. It's it's contained. Yeah. Yeah. It's it had such story, like a cult so following a... too. And I think it wasn't like popular with the masses. And now it is like it, it kind of had right. a, a huge revival when it like went onto streaming. So I'm like, I don't want it to like not be just like I don't want it to be too long but I also don't want just two seasons of it or three yeah I think they've already been renewed for season three like before this season even dropped Showtime was like it's freaking good <laughs> like let's keep the ball rolling um so I mean I think like this is like a three four season yeah. show you know like and they could wrap everything up really nicely in that timeline maybe five tops um, but, you know, that's a another question for kind of further down the line. Um, but overall, I mean, I thought really good first season episode. You know, we got a lot of stuff that's being set up um, with some characters more than others of kind of like, you know, we're, we're doing a little bit of a, you know, putting the chess pieces in place here um, to kind of see how everything's going to turn out. Um but still a lot of like a lot of action a lot of pushing forward narratives from season one like you said a lot of new questions yeah indications that we might get some questions answered um because and i think you're right like that'll be a very important balance is you know answering some of season one's questions but not all of them because some of them are are big and we want to hold on to them but also you know introducing some new questions yeah and because you know i don't want them sure to that that doesn't feel like wait what's going on but also not feeling like oh i know everything and i don't want them to feel like they need to answer some of these really big questions because that's what they think some people want or that they have to do right and, and like and then wrap up you know not answer some things but then like answer big things that probably are like that probably why did we answer this and not that like that was right this this could have been the arc of the whole series we can hang on to the yeah 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 definitely i do feel like this is a pretty competent writing team so far um and i you know even putting together the notes for this episode it's like this like the pacing of this show is so good because it's like i mean we we ended up chunking it up by characters because it cuts back and forth so frequently that if we had gone through this chronologically as it went in the episode 
we would have sounded insane. Like this is it, because it's so you're switching back and forth from perspectives and all of the stuff. And there's a, there's a lot to hold on to, but it doesn't feel overwhelming. Um, and I don't know. I think it's a really, they, they balance this show really well in terms yeah. of, you know, kind of, you know, there are aspects that mirror each other from like past and present, but in a way that doesn't feel like you're getting the same scene twice and, you know, you're seeing the differences and all the dynamics and, you know, and it is a thing where they've, I think they've developed these characters enough that it's like, we see the ways in which these women are the same people as they were in teenage girls, but they're not, they're not exactly the same. Like there's a lot, there are things about them that are evergreen. And then there are things about them that have like, been affected by this experience that are different now and I think that's part of what makes it really interesting too is that it's like you know like we know that Ty definitely like isn't is an action you know action person and a planner and all of these other things but you know we see the difference in the way that she goes about her relationships and and all of this different kind of stuff or you know I mean it's just it's kind of interesting to have all these characters that we're like playing this long game with you know yeah and the way those all play off each other i am looking forward to it yeah me too. and we'll be here to talk about it we'll be here yeah every episode every episode um we so i think um last year these dropped on sunday nights i guess now they're dropping on friday nights so we are going to try to have these episodes up by Monday morning. Um, a couple of weeks, we may have to have them up on Tuesdays, um, like such as this one. Um, these, yeah, that these are not our full time jobs. So, um, but we appreciate <laughs> so you no being here. No promises. Um, we hope you enjoy our crispy new audio. And uh, any, you know, questions, thoughts, theories, no theories that you got from Reddit forums, because that's cheating. But if you have personal pet theories, we'd love to hear that. Or uh, just link the Reddit theory, Reddit thread, so I can read it, because I and, love uh, to. And no spoilies. No, I mean, spoilies as far as the episodes that have that have already happened. But if you know something because you read ahead or some such, don't, don't. Don't do that. Don't do all that. Stay Don't on Twitter for us. in general. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, we will. Happy to have you here. Happy to happy to be here. We will have the Spotify official Spotify Yellow Jackets playlist linked, and that Vulture article we uh, I reference a few times. Um, I'll I'll throw that in the in the. Well, I don't know. It's not like a description box, but I'll I'll put post, that in the post thread, chat something. Yeah, yeah. and if you would like. Because we did make a, um, I don't know, an angsty punk kind of playlist last year as our spring playlist because we were both listening to a lot of it because we were watching this show. Uh, but if you're interested in another, you know, playlist of that ilk or a Yellow Jackets playlist or anything that's not the official Spotify playlist, um, let us let know because that's a vibe. So, um Love you. Cherish you. Are we signing off the same way we I don't know. the main pod? <laughs> it, it feels disingenuous. Love you, cherish you, respect your formidable intellects. That's not what we're doing here. Don't eat your friends. <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Uh, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.